We had to interrupt this podcast episode to tell you about one of our favorite companies as a photographer, Pixieloo. Pixieloo has some amazing tools to help make photographers' lives so much easier. They have the most stunning client gallery delivery setup, Smart Slides, which offers beautiful and seamless slideshows you can put together in just a few minutes for your clients, and my personal favorite tool, Smart Albums. Smart Albums is the easiest way to create custom layouts for your clients' photo albums. They have changed the game when it comes to album design, and I truly would not want to offer albums without access to Smart Albums. Smart Albums has a feature to automatically design the layout of an album for you, or you can effortlessly create a custom layout by dragging and dropping photos right where you want them. It used to take me hours to design a wedding album, but ever since I got Smart Albums, it takes me no time at all. I can literally design a whole book within just a few minutes. One of the best features in Smart Albums is that it allows you to send your digital album designs to your clients with their cloud-proofing feature, so your clients can see what the inside of their album looks like before they go to print. This is great because clients can make notes on each page that they want to make adjustments to, and making communication with your clients is so easy and satisfaction guaranteed. So if you want to try any of Pixie Lou's amazing tools to make your photography business thrive, use our discount code EQUIPPED20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase or renewal of your subscription with Pixie Lou. Discount information can also be found in our show notes. Welcome back to the Equip Creatives podcast. It's Julia here, and today's episode is going to be slightly different because Tony is out of town this week, so I'm going to be taking over the podcast today. And we're sure most of you know the amazing Jaylee Flood, but we're just so excited to have her on today's podcast. Jaylee is an incredible destination wedding photographer, entrepreneur, educator, mom, and so much more. She built her business from the ground up in multiple locations, and today we're going to chat about how she grew her business from home and turned it into a successful six-figure earning career. We're also going to be chatting about things like passive income, money mindset, meeting your goals, earning a full-time income, and just chatting about life, travels, and everything in between. So if you're as excited as I am to hear from Jaylee today, let's get right on into it. You're listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast with Tony from Tony Marie Photography and Julia from Julia Kathleen Photography. Two girls from opposite coasts who started their photography passions in high school have since turned their hobbies into full-time photography and education businesses. Whether you're a photographer, creative entrepreneur, or you simply just want to hang out and talk about life together, you're in the right place. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired, prepared, and most importantly, equipped to take on your creative dreams. Hi, Jaylee. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today, and we're just so excited to hear all about your journey and I'm sure our listeners know who you are, but um, if they don't, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and how you got into photography and the whole thing? <laughs> yes, my life story. I'm so excited, by the way. I'm so like proud of you as a friend. And I've known you for a couple of years now because we met when you were second shooting for me yes. at one point years and uh -huh. years ago, and you're so mm -hmm. talented. 
oh, big fan girl you. of you. Well, I know. <laughs> but, I wanted to say I forgot that we we met out here in Hawaii and got to yeah. shoot out here together. And then now you moved over to Florida. So um, you're also thriving in your business and you're just amazing. So congratulations. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love you. Um, yeah, I lived on Oahu for a little while. And my husband was in the Marine Corps. So just for anyone who doesn't know me, I, my name's Jaylee. I am a mom of two and I have a third one in my belly that's due in January. Yay! So <laughs> mom, I'm a wife um, and photographer. So I've been a photographer for almost seven or eight years now, which is wow. like just, it's so crazy because I feel like it just has gone by so fast. Um and I've been a photographer in many different areas as we've moved around a lot it, from South Florida to Hawaii, where you are, um, mm-hmm. California, and then now we're back in North Florida. Um, and I kind of got into photography like most of us do, not really knowing what I was going to do with my life. I was like 18 years old um, and just trying to figure it out. And I actually got pregnant at 18 with Luca, our son, and Mm -hmm. that's definitely part of my story. So I got pregnant at 18, um, had Luca at 19, and I was kind of forced to just grow up really fast. Like, shoot, Mm -hmm. you got to get it together. I was going to college, all the things. So um, we got a family session done by Catherine Coons. That do you know Catherine? She's a photographer. Love her. (laughs) Yes, love her work. She's mm-hmm. so bubbly and positive. And she's so I so had a fun. family session done by her. She's so fun. Like, I love hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. So I had a family session done with her back then, you know, when Luca was very yeah. little. And I, and I remember leaving and being like, that's her job. Like, what? Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Like, that's amazing. That's a blessing. At the time I was working, you know, at the Marriott as like a little concierge or something. So nice. um, I just, a light bulb kind of went off and that's kind of how I got my start in photography is just being sparked by that initial interest um, and just starting out really, really small and kind of doing everything and anything I can get my hands on. That's amazing. That's so cool. And I love that you have been able to do it in so many different places. Like that's just such an adventure. And I feel like such a dream because I feel like so many people like want to do that like destination photography yeah that's such a dream I'm sure it hasn't been easy I'm sure it's (laughs) a challenge too (laughs) yes I will say like I I niched down into weddings pretty quickly because when I started I definitely did everything dip my toes but then pretty quickly I realized okay to like actually scale this business be really good at one thing and I shadowed Catherine at a wedding and I was like okay yeah this is it I want to do weddings I love couples like all the things so that's why yeah. I reached down really soon. And even soon after that, I was like, I don't just want to do weddings, you know, like in my little small town. So mm-hmm. I started trying to just market myself and get really creative with how can I get destination weddings. And so for the last seven years, I've just been doing destinations. And yes, yeah. it's amazing. It's a blessing. I am obsessed with it. It's not as glamorous mm-hmm. as it sounds. I will definitely. Say. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's taken me to some really, really incredible places. We were just uh, in Positano 
in August. And I was just like, wow, oh, is this my job? <laughs> like, yeah, this is, that's this is gnarly. And you have two kids right now and then one yes. on the way, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Little boy on the way. We don't have a name. Oh my gosh. My husband and I keep fighting about one thing and that's the baby's name. We cannot, that's we cannot hard. agree on the name. So oh my gosh. we have just baby right now, baby on the way due in January. Oh, congratulations on that too. That's awesome. Thank Very you. Very cool. Is it, how has it been for you like kind of like running your business with with three kids now? How, like, how is that? <laughs> or two? Oh my goodness. One on the way. It's like, it's such a journey. I think, I feel like anyone who's an entrepreneur knows that balance is so hard. Mm-hmm. Like just learning balance. And sometimes I feel like it's more about like prioritizing and not so much about balancing, but just prioritizing what's important to you. Um, and I think in the beginning of any business, you have to kind of like have that extra bit bit of hustle and like sacrifice. And I feel like I did that for so many years. Um, to now I'm at a point where, okay, I can prioritize different things. I can have more office hours and boundaries and some healthy things in place so that when my babies are home, like I'm a mom, that is my most important thing in life is my family. And then if I'm filled up in that area and I'm serving them and I'm being the best mom and the best wife, then I can be an even better business owner. Cause I've definitely been in seasons where I'm just traveling all the time. I feel like I, you know, I'm missing things like my kids events and I feel mm-hmm. that mom guilt and uh, it takes those seasons of life of like, holy cow, I'm burnt out and I need to be home with my kids to like just reset and, you know, kind of create new boundaries as a business owner. Yes. I think we're all as business owners, like still trying to learn how to find that balance. And it is not easy. Like that's a hard thing that we have to learn every day. So we don't have anybody telling us what to do or um, yeah. how to schedule things. So I totally get that as well. And I'm sure with, with kids, it, would make it um, even harder, but you're doing such a great job and <laughs> good <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> Thank you. And I think even as a photographer, I mean, the editing list, like we always all are going to have something to edit. Yes. We're always going to have an email to answer. We're always going to have a, a huge to-do list. Um, mm-hmm. Our clients texting us, emailing us. So, you know, there were nights where I would just like stay up and edit all night. And I'm like, okay, that's not fair to my husband. <laughs> like, so even yeah. photographers mm-hmm. who might not be moms, but like have a partner, um, like setting those boundaries with yourself and be like, all right, every night at 7 p.m., computer's getting yes. shut. I'm going to go mm-hmm. watch my Netflix, you know, with my partner and enjoy myself and wake up, you know, early in the morning, whatever. But yeah, um, I've been in been in the complete opposite season of like, (laughs) I have to hustle. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's definitely a juggling act. And it's not always perfect. Some seasons, you know, are wild and somewhere different every weekend or doing something different every day, but others are really slow. And that's kind of when you can soak that in a little bit more. Yes. And I think that that just kind of speaks to like, just how you grew your business too, just by setting those boundaries, just being able to like, give your business your all and then also take that personal time and focus on your family and that that stuff that's important to you. And I think that really helps your business just be successful. So um, that's a great tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, it's like if we, yes, hustling is great. Having a sustainable business is such a blessing to be a business owner and an entrepreneur. It's like the best thing ever. I would never 
want to do anything different. But if you're like, don't really know why you're doing something, mm-hmm. then it's like, what's the point of all, all of it? Obviously, you love your clients. Obviously, you love it. You're loving the art of it and the business side. But everyone has that different why, whether they want to travel more, maybe they want to, you know, build generational wealth. Maybe they want to mm-hmm. just be independent, you know, so everyone has that different motivating factor of like why they're actually doing something and why they're working hard in the first place. And sometimes we forget in the hustle and in the midst of all the, the go, 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 we forget our why, but that's something that I always try to remind myself of like, okay, like it's great to have busy seasons in business, but like, what is the route I'm doing this for? Yes. Yeah. No, speaking of that too, I feel like, I think it's so cool that you started your, this job as a passion and you just like fell in love with it. And and same for me, but you're able to grow it into a full-time career where, where you're able to support your family and, um, and travel and all those things and, and have that financial freedom too. And this is perfect because that's what this episode's going to be about today. And just like <laughs> <laughs> giving our listeners that encouragement that, um, you can turn your business into like a full-time career and, and earn six yes. figures, which I know that's like kind of like a controversial topic, but that's kind of yeah. what we want to chat about today. Yes. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on it too. I feel like you are so wise in this area. You have great tips to say, so I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it. But um, before we kind of jump into that, I do want to hear a little bit more about what it's like just to have moved your business to so many different places. Like, yeah. How has that affected your business? Yes. So that's that's a question I get a lot is like, okay, you know, the destination aspect, but also like moving around. Um, I think it's something that people are curious about sometimes because a lot of photographers might smart start in a smaller town or Mm. they might like not have like a beach in Hawaii to like shoot at all the time. Yes, for sure. So I think they're all like curious about like, okay, how do I either shoot there or how do I just like maybe make a big move? Um, Mm -hmm. One of the best things I did for myself when I was, I don't remember, I think I was 21 when I finally moved to Hawaii with Connor. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, that's really young still, but I was, that's one of the best things I did was move and just Mm -hmm. get out of my hometown. Love my hometown. Shout out to Naples. But like (laughs) just getting out of, of your like childhood hometown just something about it allows you to find yourself and allows you to really agree um scale and like just get motivated in business and not feel like you're judged by like everyone because nobody really knows you in a new town so Mm -hmm. Hawaii was the first place I relocated to from Florida so like complete opposite end of the world yes um before I moved to Hawaii I knew I was going to move there so I just remember seeking out different opportunities and I always tell photographers this like if I'm mentoring them or something and they're like how do I get this I'm like you just got to get gritty like just Mm -hmm. get creative because obviously you can market yourself on Instagram and we all know that free advertising is amazing but like how can you get creative so I booked my first couple Hawaii weddings from (laughs) I don't even think I don't know if this is even a thing anymore but it was a website called Thumbtack okay I've heard of that before I think I think it is I think, you know what, I I think a lot of like contractors use it and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like must have 
found this random website and it like you basically would get a couple and you would like pitch yourself. So I booked a couple little weddings from there, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as I moved to Hawaii, I just like started reaching out to people to shoot them and just started posting as much as possible, uh, looking in like different Facebook groups for referrals and then also getting like involved in the local photography community because to be honest, mm. photographers, we refer each other left and right. Yes. Like we're all so booked. So if I, if somebody else is booked, they might refer them to me when I moved. So just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of looking forward before you move somewhere and okay, what can I do right now? How can I set myself up for success right now is always going to be the key, especially if you can go out to that location before you move. I couldn't go for to Hawaii sure. before because it's such a big flight away, but definitely. Um, I think just like hitting the ground running and trying to be as known and as present in that town as possible as soon as possible so that you can just get your name out more. And that's what I've always done with any move that Mm. I've had. That's awesome. No, I, I didn't realize, I feel like we both have pretty similar stories when it comes to like moving out to Hawaii. Cause same here. I think I got my first wedding in, in Hawaii on Craigslist. <laughs> wow. Just, yes. Craigslist. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Which what is was so that, like, random. $200 pro- wedding yeah. photography. <laughs> I would never use that probably, you know, back home or on the mainland totally. like, <laughs> from North Carolina. So I, I get that yes. like, East coast. But um, but no, it's just funny. I think Hawaii Craigslist is a thing out here, and um, yeah, and yeah. But it's cool that you like got creative, and you're like, because yes. I got, I remember I got a Craigslist wedding too when I was first getting into weddings in Florida. I went and found like a Craigslist wedding. I've shot nice. things for free, so it's mm-hmm. so cool that you did that too. Just because, not that we're encouraging to get Craigslist no. weddings. I don't know. That's kind of it's kind of sketchy nowadays. But I know. I think that this was like. <laughs> Eight, eight years ago or something. <laughs> yes. I think it just showcases like entrepreneurship and like how amazing it is because you can, you just got to get like down and dirty. You just got to get creative. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously now most of our business is, you know, referrals or word mm-hmm. of mouth, social media, planner referrals, things like that. But at first you just, you don't, you got to establish, establish yourself somehow. And have someone trust you enough to capture a wedding for them. Yes, that's so true. Just having those photos in your portfolio is huge. And I think just like you said, having them in your portfolio from the locations that you want to be shooting is really how you're going to get that work because people need to trust you and and see that you have something to offer them. And so I totally agree. Absolutely. And I don't encourage like, you know, lying or anything but for sure even just like you can have a bucket list on your website of places Mm -hmm. that you'll shoot you can make it really known via instagram social media that you want to shoot in certain places um if you're already going to have a vacation somewhere you can schedule in a shoot on your vacation and make the whole vacation a write-off you know like you can do certain things in business that are going to expand your destination portfolio i used to tag on instagram like I would have like a photo of a couple that you couldn't really know where they were. And I would tag wherever, like a random venue yeah. in Hawaii. And it's uh-huh. like, maybe it's not at that venue, but like, you know, at least someone's who's getting married there might be searching there or hashtags yes. to be huge and hashtags are still big in certain aspects um, mm-hmm. for searchability. So you can get creative in other ways, even if you might not be in that location. For yet. sure. 
And they, they see that you're shooting in a, like a similar venue or it's kind of like that similar style. And yeah. honestly, like, I feel like, I don't know if it's like this for you, but for me, I can show up to a place and not have shot there before and, and still feel comfortable because, um, yeah, if, I mean, even if you just get there a little bit before and are able to check it out and um, yeah. I think we're, we're confident in our work so we can, we can shoot wherever and, and it's totally fine, but. Totally. I always feel inspired by new, new venues, if anything. Um, exactly. I, I've never, I don't know all the spots and it's not like I'm there all the time just doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. sometimes my couples are like, well, do you need to scout our venue? I'm like, nope. Like I'll show nope. up day of, I'll get there a little <laughs> early. I'll walk around, same. I'll see where the light mm-hmm. is, you know, like it's all about light anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll find the pretty places. Like if you have a spot that you want me to shoot at, awesome. Send me a picture of it or like send me venue videos. but definitely not doesn't impact how good of a photographer or how good of photography you can produce for their day I think if anything it makes it more exciting and more creative yes for sure especially if you're shooting at the same venues all the time and like being able to shoot at a new venue like you said is so inspiring and helps get you I don't know you just feel a little more creative again so I actually look forward to that (laughs) absolutely same I could not agree more so I know that like even you moving out to Hawaii, like I feel like there are a lot of photographers here and I'm, I'm sure same in Florida as well. But even though there's so many photographers and you always hear it all the time that like it's a saturated market and and there's so many people trying to do like a similar thing. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> do you think that it's still possible to grow your business into a career and to actually earn like a six-figure income from doing photography? Yes, I absolutely do. And I think being in the industry this long has showcased that to me. Like this industry can't, I mean, photography in general as a career, any creative business right now is thriving. Mm -hmm. I think I see photographers get in and like just seeing their growth, like I might coach them in their first like year of photography. And then a year or two later, they're like booked out traveling all the time. I'm like, yes, like That's cheering awesome. them on because it is so possible. We are, our industry is so in need of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the wedding industry itself, if you're a wedding photographer, there's so many weddings to go around. Each of us photographers can only have 20 to 30 you know, maybe 40 weddings a year. It's not like we can just book ourselves out. So there's just so much to go around. I've realized that. And I think honestly, nowadays, there's so many different ways, new photographers that are coming into the industry, even though it, yes, it's, there's a ton of photographers out there. There's so many ways they can set themselves apart and creatively, um, they can maybe offer film in their business and learn film, even if it's like little point and shoot film. So many people are into that. They Mm -hmm. might, be really good at TikTok and social media and like their clients might want TikTok videos of the wedding. Like there's just so yeah. many little things they can do that um, separate themselves from the rest. And I will say like, even as a photographer, I look for second shooters all the time in different destinations that I shoot at just to like, obviously like vet them, like see their portfolio, whatever prior to wedding. But like a lot of people that I reach out to you know, that I might reach out to them because I know them from social media or something. They're all like booked out. Like everyone's so booked out right now. So it just shows oh, me not. that. Totally. Everyone. Yeah. I'm like, hey, are you available this weekend? Nope. <laughs> booked out. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. It just shows me that 
the demand is so there. Um, if everyone's so booked out and we're all so busy, we can only expand the industry more. And I will say like, I mean, everything's going digital, like everything's going more towards photo and video. So it's just growing. It's going to continue to grow as people are continue to be online and on social media. And, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely very possible for someone to make, you know, a great income from this. For sure. Yeah. I think when, when I first started, I just remember it being a hobby and I never, ever thought that you Mm -hmm. could actually make a full-time, you know, income off of it. And, um, I think that that hopefully that's encouraging for our listeners, especially if we have some that are, that are just starting out. But, um, if, if like financial freedom and and stuff like that is, and having a full-time income from doing photography is a goal of, of theirs, do you have any tips on on how they can achieve that? I know you just mentioned a few, but um, yeah, just kind of being a little more specific. Absolutely. When I started, I remember I was I was working again, like I said, as like a concierge secretary, something like in that realm for a hotel. And um, I think I also had like another little part t- time, same kind of similar secretary situation while going to college, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. the norm was like 12 to 15 an hour. I think I was making 12 an hour. And so like mm-hmm. my paycheck might be anywhere from $400, maybe like 700, just depending on like how much I worked. Right. I think the wage is pretty similar nowadays. Um, you know, from what I've gathered from like, let's say someone's in a, I mean, I'm talking to like someone who is working like hourly and they're getting that similar salary. Sure. So I realized I'm like, okay, well, if I can just match that, if I could just match that, then I can be full time. And Mm -hmm. as you know, in our industry, it's definitely, I would say it's the norm to make what I used to make in a week within one session, within one 45 minute Mm -hmm. session, you could easily make 500 plus dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I just realized, holy cow, that's insane. Obviously there's so much more that goes into what we do and a lot more time than that 45 minute (laughs) session. There's so much more. Oh, for sure. Yes. But I think I just realized like, okay, I can definitely make what I'm making now and I can make way more. I, I will say like growing up, I didn't come from money. I didn't come from anyone making like six figures, quote unquote, or mm-hmm. a lot of money. I was raised by a single mom. She was an, an educator and like everyone above in my family tree was like either a farmer or an educator or like a teacher. So I didn't grow up with like an entrepreneur, like in huge income in front of me. So Mm -hmm. I think just setting out to like make a full-time income was my goal. Mm -hmm. So if someone is setting out and they're like, you know, I really want this business to be full-time, I would start with like, okay, what do you need to do to replace what you're making now or to live sustainably? That's where you can start. And Mm -hmm. then if you want to go beyond that, how do you, how much do you want to profit per year? Um, there's a, there's ways to reverse engineer it. So if you take mm-hmm. what you want to make for per year, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars, which sure. six figures, I think the reason it's controversial <laughs> is because mm-hmm. there's so many expenses. Also six figures to you is so different than six figures to someone living in like a small town that rent is like exactly. $400 a month. <laughs> like yes. we live in Hawaii and Florida where it's like hella expensive. So, oh, for sure. I think I mean, you almost need that to to live a normal yes. life <laughs> nowadays. 100%. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so for I think sure. like 
if someone's living in a small town, they make that it's like a doctor's salary. So yes, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a really simple way for photographers to break it down is like just simple math, like how much do you want to make a year? Let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars dividing that by 12, which is roughly like $88,000 a month, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then that's Mm -hmm. like $2,000 a week. So depending on what type of photography you want to do, um, let's say your niche is weddings, you know that you at least need one $2,000 wedding a week, or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe two $4,000 weddings a month. And then if you have all this filler stuff like sessions, and other things that can fill those gaps and create other streams of income for you, then you can be even beyond what you set out. But I think just having sure. like your general numbers in mind beyond what it takes to live um, and those goals in mind helps you reverse engineer. And then it's going to help mm-hmm. you price yourself and help you pitch yourself to clients too. Exactly. No, that is such great advice. I think especially for somebody that's just starting out, that's trying to kind of figure out like, how do I price myself and things like that? There are ways to go in and and to kind of like calculate what you want to make and and set those goals out. And and I know for me, like it took me years and years to even be able to get there to make what I wanted to make. Like, I think it's not just something that happens overnight and I'm sure you can speak to that as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think the first year I, I I made like, I don't even know, maybe like 10 to 14, 15,000 ish, ish, like Mm -hmm. very low. Uh, And then it little bumped up, I think doubled a little bit. And then there was like one year that it was like the major jump to, Mm. you know, six figures or whatever, (laughs) multiple six figures or whatever. So it's definitely can it go fast? I think it can go as fast as you want it to, but there's also like, there is so many lessons and so many mm-hmm. things that you learn as a business owner in those like beginning years where it might not be as much income, more of the learning, more of, you know, you're mm-hmm. buying a lot of gear and you're building. It's like the building phase of business. For sure. And I think that, you know, it's, it's something like you kind of learn throughout all of those years to just how to manage things well and how to um, be a good steward of, of what you're making and things like that too. So I yeah. think that those are all lessons that come with it. That's really important. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to ask you kind of like for somebody that is just starting out, is, is that goal, if, if this is their goal to, to yeah. earn that full-time income, um, is that possible? Like, or like we were just saying, like for me, I know it, it took years to make what I wanted to make and, and you too. But for somebody that's just starting out, do you have any kind of like practical advice for them? I think it's definitely possible. Um, I think as soon as I realized I just need to match what I'm making and I started to book consistently, um, obviously don't just like quit your job. <laughs> but yes. if you're starting to book consistently and you feel in a great place, there's always going to be there's always going to be uncomfort in, in doing something or making a huge leap. And when I actually was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. Like I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to do photography full time. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, I'm going to give myself one year, like one year as a Mm -hmm. photographer, um, to just go for it and to see what happens. And if you think about it too, if you are working a 40 hour a week job or however many hours, 40 hours is standard. And you put that 40 hours into your own business. In my opinion, there is no Mm -hmm. way that you're going to fail. 
Like there's no mm-hmm. failure there. There's literally mm-hmm. only growth for you. Um, if you're like an ethical, good business owner and obviously sure. like nurture your business. So I realized like any time I'm spending, you know, at my job at the time is taken away from my business and mm-hmm. my job's a dead end road. Like I need to build mm-hmm. my business to build something more long-term. So when I did quit, I actually, this is so bad and I don't encourage this either, but I sent in my, <laughs> I sent in my, like, you know how you're supposed to send in a two week notice? Well, I sent yes. in a notice. Mm-hmm. I did send in a notice, but it was effective immediately. Like I remember one day <laughs> like, I was just I'm, like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to do this photography thing. I'm just going to quit. I don't need a reference on my resume. So I was like, all right, like, thank you so much. I quit effective immediately. And it was like mm-hmm. so liberating. And then just like oh, going yeah. ham with photography. Mm-hmm. So having a plan of smart and, and like planning ahead and having the great thing about photography is usually you get your bookings in advance. So yes. If you know that, if you have a goal, you know, let's say like, I think this episode you said is going to go live in November. So let's say mm-hmm. someone has a goal to be a photographer in 2023 and mm-hmm. they they know that they want to do this. I would say they need to have those 2023, at least the base bookings of, okay, this is what I need to make my rent or to make my mortgage payment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they can be comfortable to actually go full time and to basically pour into their business to make the profit that they want to see. Now, if the profit is that huge income, mm-hmm. then amazing. They they know their numbers and they know how to run them now a little bit more to calculate their cost of doing business or how many things they need to book to reach those numbers. Um, but there is something to say for like a little risk and sure. taking a leap of faith, even when it feels super uncomfortable. Yes. I, again, I think we have similar stories in that way too. Cause yeah. I know when I went full time with my business, I was working for another company and I, I just remember being what were you so, doing? Yeah. I was working at some hotels here in Hawaii doing their <laughs> so photography. Funny. <laughs> <Those> hotels. <laughs> I know. Um, still photography, but, uh, also doing like office work and stuff there. Yeah. But I just remember feeling so scared to, to quit and to go full time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. how in the world? Like, I just, I didn't know what that was going to look like at all. Cause I had yeah. never done anything like that. And, um, and I don't come from like an entrepreneur family either. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was scary, but I was like, you know what, we're going to, it, it felt like the right time. And, um, I wanted to be able to pour into my business as well. And taking that risk really was a great step for me. <laughs> yes. That's like the foundation of entrepreneurship is like, it is a risk. Like being a business owner, it is a risk. Look what happened during the pandemic. Like we all were freaking out because we're like, what the heck? All the weddings are getting canceled. Yeah. Um, But that's the beauty of it. As much of the things with the biggest risk have the biggest rewards. And to be a high level earner in our industry, it does come with a lot of risk, you know, like it, yes, it, it does. Mm-hmm. It comes with the risk of any entrepreneur, which is, which is scary. So I think like, you know, both of us, we had to just be like, okay, oh, take a deep breath, send the email, quit our job. Like we got mm-hmm. this, but look at you now, you know, you're thriving and you're so successful. <laughs> I see you. you. I like follow influ- so many influencers that they'll post mm-hmm. like that you did their session or something. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love it. So, oh, that's so everyone sweet. I've ever seen take this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any failures. Like I really haven't 
Mm-mm. seen failures from anyone who wants it and anyone who's passionate about this. Like it's just the sky is literally the limit. I totally agree. Um, so I kind of like as as a wedding photographer, I know that I we chatted a little, little bit about this, but yeah. how can we be more strategic to meet our goals without getting burnt out? Because I mm-hmm. think I mean, there's one thing to be said with um with trying to earn a lot of money and like booking booking yourself out and booking like crazy <laughs> and things like yeah. that. But like, is it even possible to to make what you want to make but book things like book less almost yeah. and just not get burnt out? <laughs> Absolutely. And let me just say I am I feel like I'm so qualified to talk about this only because yeah, for sure. I've been burnt out so many times. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you, Julia, how many times I've, like, sat in a hotel. This is so bad, but, like, sat in a hotel mm-hmm. at a destination and just, like, had anxiety because I was so yeah. burnt out. Not yeah. because of my clients, not because the weddings weren't amazing, not because I wasn't grateful, mm-hmm. solely because, like, I wasn't I wasn't filling my cup with things mm-hmm. that were priorities to me, like my faith, my family. And Mm -hmm. I, I think too much of one thing is never good. Like too much, this is never good. Too much of that is never good. So through the stages of burnout and all of that, I've gotten replenished so many times by, by doing a couple things. And some of those things like, you know, are knowing, starting with knowing your priorities and knowing your why, know why you're doing something in the first place. Um, and in reverse engineering, like, okay, these are my priorities. So if my family is my priority and yes, supporting them is my priority, like how can I set my business up for success? So Mm -hmm. for me, that was setting like business hours. Um, like if a client, you know, like maybe four years ago, a client might text me at 11 PM and I'm responding at 11, 15, like, or, and now it's like, okay, I get a text at 6 PM. I'm sorry. I'm at family dinner. I'll respond tomorrow morning. Like, and it's not anything that's malicious. It's just like mentally setting those like, okay, business hours, setting expectations when people are booking you, um, you know, having those things on your contract, like what are your business hours? How should they contact you? Should they email you? If you're getting anxiety from them texting you, like have them email you, have everything in one place. Mm-hmm. Having systems like Dubsado or HoneyBook is mm-hmm. huge because I just need to have everything in one space. Like I have oh, sure. everything in one space, my contracts, questionnaires, everything's automated and like going out automatically and everything is just, it's like a well-oiled machine. And yes, sometimes there's little things like in kinks I got to fix, but mm-hmm. overall the systems are there to where Julia's not having to remember to do this yep. at this time and this time and having all these sticky notes and to-do lists. Like it's just all so streamlined. One thing I just got last year that I'm literally obsessed with that I have to plug is it's called mm-hmm. Mila Note. I don't know if you've heard of it. Ooh. Uh, M-I-L-A Note. MilaNote.com. Okay. It's literally insane. Um, it's how I organized my entire life. I know a oh, lot I of people that. talk about like Notion. Yes, a lot of people mm. talked about Notion and I'm like, no, Notion has nothing on Milano. Like <laughs> Milano's so amazing. Like you can create different boards. Like I have life boards, I have mm. like goal boards, to-do lists, like I check off all my editing as I edit. Like I have oh, wow. you can add team members to it. It's literally insane. Everyone needs wow. it no matter what. So having systems like that that support you. 
Um, and then also like outsourcing is huge. Like there's been mm-hmm. seasons where I've had to outsource certain things like editing and things I didn't necessarily want to outsource, but like I have to get my time back. So right. at the end of the day, time is one of our most precious assets and we mm-hmm. can burn ourselves out when we don't give ourselves enough time. So, yes. res- you know, respecting that boundary of time and um, just like anything supporting the overall mission. So mm-hmm. outsourcing and having boundaries and having systems in place, I think is huge. And then also learning to say no is huge. Like I'm a yes mm-hmm. person. Like I'll say yes to Same. like anything. Like I'm like, <laughs> okay, you want me to go from New York? This I just did this last month and I booked mm-hmm. it like a year or two ago, but I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to go from New York to Hawaii. And then I'm going to go shoot a wedding in Malibu. Like I just got oh, through this and I'm, I'm pregnant mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that was, that was a lot. <laughs> so it's oh, like just sure. learning to like say no. Um, sometimes it's hard because it's like guaranteed income. It's like you love the client, you love the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes I've learned it's like there's things I've said yes to and then something else comes up closer to the date. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that anymore because I said yes to this however long ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just learning to say no and and like, be okay with that. Or if someone doesn't book you being okay with that, it's like everything happens for a reason. God's looking out for me no matter what. Like I didn't get that booking for a reason. And maybe that weekend I'm supposed to be somewhere else. Exactly. No, I love that. And just setting those boundaries is so important and really going to help you thrive and not get burnt out. And just to validate you, like I have felt that way plenty of times as well. And I think it's easy to to do it to ourselves. So, um, oh my goodness. And and yeah. it's such an emotional job. Like what we do, it's mm-hmm. like we burn ourselves out in so many ways, but we're literally like taking art and like even like editing and like every little yes. thing we do, we're just like our hearts in it. So if we get burnt out, it's like just, it's not fun. And mm-hmm. taking time to recharge as an artist is huge. I think doing things, I think as a photographer and if it's your job, it can become super systemized and right. like you go up to a wedding you don't even need a shot list you already know what you're doing you know what mm-hmm. shots you're taking so it's like how can we like energize that creativity like do something for ourselves shoot something for ourselves maybe get ourselves in front of the camera like mm-hmm. fun creative projects are important um you know expanding your business into like different streams and avenues i think is important as a creative so things don't get so like like stagnant yeah, it's easy to forget that most of us started our photography careers out as artists and like this yeah. it was something that we were super passionate mm-hmm. about and and didn't even care about um making money from it or anything like that. Yeah. So we I went negative. We used to go like negative we in our bank for <laughs> oh, for the for client sure. for the wedding. Exactly. I'm like, oh you want me to oh do your eight hour wedding for free? Yes, of course. I got to. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. And I think, and just like even the, the gear that we have to, to bring and and use and like having that, yeah, that high quality gear and, and like a lot of this stuff we have to replace every single year. So there is a reason why we are able to charge, to charge Mm -hmm. what we charge. And also like, absolutely um, just that all the time that is spent editing. I mean, it's countless hours and I don't think people, fully understand that like if you're not if you're not a photographer oh absolutely there's so much behind the scenes so many expensive expensive <laughs> expenses <laughs> that go into it expensive expenses mm-hmm. that go exactly. into it yeah um we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it and 
we do deserve to make a profitable business and we don't deserve to burn out. Like mm-hmm. one thing that was toxic when I was starting out in photography is I, some of the educators that I invested in mm-hmm. were very much so I like great again, like education is huge. I so believe in photography education, but yeah. make sure it aligns with your values because you can, exactly. I remember investing into education that like, taught me a lot of like burnouty stuff and oh definitely now I love the shift in our industry of like so many educators are teaching the balance and they're showing the balance they have yes. a personal brand maybe on social media they're showing like their faith or things that are important to them not just business all the time 24 right. 7 mm-hmm. it's like we're so much more than that um yes we love photography but like we're a lot of us are multi-passionate and we are passionate about so many things and it's okay to like mm-hmm. explore other things and like do other things that inspire you and fill you up outside of your job. Your job is not who you are, even though a lot of us identify mm-hmm. as that. Like I'm a wedding yep. photographer mm-hmm. and it is a lot of our brand. It's mm-hmm. not who we are fully. And I think it's important that as you're building your business, you're building yourself up too. And you're realizing that you can evolve in a lot of different ways. And yes, a lot of times that does include income producing things, but sometimes it's just creative things and things that, you know, long-term can, um, can grow into new opportunities. Okay. We had to interrupt this podcast episode really quick to talk to you guys about narrative. Narrative is a software company that's on a mission to create tools for professional photographers so that they can get back to doing what they love most taking photos. You know what isn't one of my favorite things about being a photographer? Calling. Let's face it, calling is not the most exciting part of the job, and the time spent going through every single image can really add up. Luckily with Narrative, professional photographers have been able to cut their calling time in half using their tool Select, so it's no surprise to hear that thousands of photographers have switched to Select in 2021. Select allows you to call your photo shoot twice as fast. There's no wait times to import or navigate through your photo shoots, no low-res images, and no loading bars. Select is built from the bottom up to save you as much time as possible. Select groups scenes of images together, allowing you to quickly navigate through your shoot. They have an eye and focus assessment feature, which allows you to quickly identify if your subjects are in or out of focus and if their eyes are opened or closed. Image assessments allows you to quickly identify the worst image from your shoot and then hide them, meaning you are viewing 20 to 30% less images per shoot. They also have the close-up panel feature, which ensures you can see everyone's faces perfectly. No more time spent zooming into each face with your mouse, which we love to hear. Select doesn't choose the best photos for you. It empowers you to do your selection fast while still having complete control, meaning the final selection remains perfectly accurate and allows you to quickly ship your images to Lightroom with one click. Select Smart Tick allows you to very quickly find what you want and avoid what you don't. Tony and I also love Narrative's blogging tool for photographers called Publish, which saves us so much time on creating and publishing blog posts for our photography websites. Start saving time with your calling today. Follow the link in our show notes to use Select Free and use our referral link in the show notes to get 10% off Select Pro or go to www.equippedcreatives.com slash the dash podcast. So just jumping gears a little bit, um, yeah. do you think passive income is important and what are some practical ways if you are a photographer or a wedding photographer, 
um, to earn passive income. I think, I mean, I've just seen like with you over the years that um, you've kind of expanded, not just from doing wedding photography, but from like from teaching and and other things that you're also (laughs) passionate about, like you said. So I'd love for you to like chat a little bit about that. Yeah, I think passive income is, it is important. And like, we've all heard the quote, the average millionaire has seven streams of income, whatever. <laughs> yes. We've all heard the the woo-woo crap. Uh, mm-hmm. But yep. it, it, does, it is important. I think during the pandemic, we all realized that mm-hmm. there are income streams that I had set up that got me through the pandemic when at my mm-hmm. active income stream of photography was not going anywhere because everything was at a standstill. So I think... Mm-hmm. From my perspective with passive income, I think it's really important to establish your main active quote unquote income mm-hmm. and to make sure that's like up and running and like well, well nurtured. And uh, it's something that you have systems like we talked about and mm-hmm. things like HoneyBook or Dubsado, things that like are like in place and your main business is like consistently getting booked and you're consistently getting inquiries and closing them. And like all of that's super important. I'm so sorry if my notification just went off, but (laughs) all of that is super important. Just like Mm -hmm. consistently booking and that once you have that set and you're like good in that realm and you're like, okay, let's scale. Mm -hmm. Um, And you want to scale your business to new heights, whether that's income or expanding your income streams. I think you absolutely should. Mm -hmm. Um, There there's things like you mentioned that, I have income streams that are just like super passive and just like, I don't even touch them at all. And they're just like Mm -hmm. consistent. And then there's things that are like passive for the most part, like you for photographers that could be anywhere from uh, albums to selling prints, like online prints, uh, Mm -hmm. having a print shop. Uh, You can partner with different stores like anthropology and different things like behind Mm -hmm. the scenes that you would never even think about to have your prints up and running that you get commission off of each of them. Um, having like Mm -hmm. a funnel in place for albums for your clients and pitching those to where you're not emailing them separately each time. Uh, Affiliate marketing, I think is huge. Uh, Whether it's affiliate marketing as like a photography educator or just like you can be an affiliate marketer like for within your, like serving your clients essentially, like Mm -hmm. for things that they're going to need. There's so much like, online <laughs> endless personal brand that you can have. Um, I do a lot of like influencer things you could say, like mm-hmm. with working with brands and having like an Amazon storefront and mm-hmm. having an LTK, like little things like that. Now there's like social media passive income that you can have with reels and TikTok, YouTube shorts. You can literally get paid mm-hmm. just to post. Right. Uh, and obviously as a photographer, if you want to be like an educator, which I think a lot of photographers are interested in after some time in the industry, mm-hmm. when they're feeling like called to, called to serve others, obviously yes. photography education, you can have other passive income streams within that, like eBooks and sure. courses, the whole nine yards. So <laughs> yes, past like income streams are super important. Like business coaching is one of my other really mm-hmm. strong income streams. That's not necessarily passive, but for the most part it is. And then I get to talk to people like this on zoom and that part's not Mm -hmm. passive, but I love that so much. So there's things that are kind of that combination of passive income, but like also a little bit active and then things that you can set up that just run themselves. I had a mobile preset company. We just stopped it probably a couple months ago, but we had that Mm -hmm. up and running for like three or four years. And that was like nearly fully passive and like super consistent monthly. Um, That's awesome. That's amazing. So 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a lot of answers to your question. (laughs) No, I love that. I love that. I feel like you are so, that's why I wanted you on here today. Cause I feel like you're so creative too. in in that, and like, you're so passionate about all these other things too. And that that's just awesome that you're able to like pour into these other things and kind of schedule it where like you, you know, you're taking on weddings and shoots at this time of the month. And then you can focus on those things and build your business and scale, you know, the rest of the month. Like that is awesome. That's so cool. One thing that's helped me too recently, and I think each of those income streams should be set up separately. Mm -hmm. Obviously I've been doing it for seven or eight years, but like not all at once, set them up separately, get them up and running. But one thing that's helped me recently is like my Google calendar is literally like Monday is a certain day, Tuesday, Wednesday, like Wednesdays for my client consultations and coaching. So like, I know I'm going to be on the phone and like on coaching calls and talking with new clients, you know, on my Wednesdays, but I know Mondays, I don't want to talk to anyone because it's just right right after the weekend. So Monday is like my, my weekly prep day, like emails, catching up. Tuesday's my editing day. So like having Mm -hmm. like days that you can focus on everything. And then Friday is my creative day. So Friday is when I'm doing content. It's when I can brainstorm creative ideas for my business. Um, And it's like, we need those days too. And then sometimes Friday is just a fun day. And like the kids are at school. Mm -hmm. Me and Connor can go do something fun. So that's one thing that I recommend is like time blocking and having your calendar set for certain days, just so you're totally. not like scattering yourself too thin and like spreading your, like if I was doing calls Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all different yep. times a day, like that's just too <laughs> much. So like trying to organize yeah. uh, your calendar and I'm not like the most organized person, just trying to like organize it and then it's there and then you don't got to worry about it. Yeah. That's just such another good tip on just how to not get burnt out because you have things scheduled the way that yeah. you want, like you are able to leave a little bit of flexibility in your schedules to go do other things like that is yeah. very important. So I love that you said that. Um, so Absolutely. Google calendar is my best friend now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, I know. And I want to check out the other notes thing that you said. Mila note. Oh I, my gosh. I feel like I need you're that gonna, in my life. <laughs> Learning curve for sure. Like the first couple of days, but it's kind of set up like app, like it looks like apps. And it's just, oh, okay. it's amazing. And even it's amazing for launching. If you're going to have a launch, you can create launch mm-hmm. plans. And it's just awesome. I love it. Oh, I, see, I, love I should be an affiliate for Mila. No, I wish you I could know, be like, <laughs> do Jaylee 10 for 10% off. I wish. But I that's like one of those examples of like, oh, mm-hmm. if you're like a fan of something, you can rave about it all day. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. You know? So For sure. And I think like, even for us too, with doing the podcast and stuff, like sometimes that like, um, partnerships and things like that don't come to you and you do have to go out and reach out and make that happen. And I know that that's something that we've done and it's cool because you're able to create connections that you wouldn't have able to otherwise. Otherwise. Like, so it's, that's an awesome So important. I think creating connections and creating opportunities is something that is huge and so undervalued in our industry. I think a lot of photographers, we wait for other people to come to us or to see us on social media or until we have a viral video, but so much of my success um, is literally by reaching out to people to shoot them or like making these connections uh, and fostering relationships, not making connections mm-hmm. in a way that's like, I'm gonna like, I want you to post for me. No, like, right. it's like, mm-hmm. I genuinely like, I just want to like build this relationship. And yes. I've made so many things through reaching out organically over the years. 
I know you shot uh, Sawyer Hartman and Angelique. Yeah, like, I love that. I am like a huge <laughs> fan of them, and they're like, oh, yeah, I feel like same. they're like kind of low key influencers. Like they're definitely yes. big, but like they're not like a household name, but like I have right. followed them for years and like mm-hmm. seeing you shoot them. And then they posted about you organically in their vlogs and like mm-hmm. over the years, anytime they talk about their pictures, they talk about you. Like it's just, and you probably reached out to them and kind of made that happen. Yeah. So it's like, yes, yes. Yes. Like going after it and like reaching out, stop not being scared and like just pitching yourself. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that's going to happen? The brand or the person can say no. Okay, then they just know your name. If anything, they know your name. I've had a lot of second shooters get into my inbox and pitch themselves to me. And maybe it's not a good fit at that time. But maybe six months later, I'm in the same city and I remember them or they reached out a couple times and they kept like following up. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, what? I do have an opportunity for you. So if anything, Mm -hmm. you're just putting yourself out there. And I think that is something to, I don't know, that's something that I think everyone should be doing more of anyways. Yeah, that's huge. I think I always say too, like the worst that they can say is no. And yeah. um, or ignore just, you. <laughs> or ignore you. Yes. Or ignore Which, you. I mean, that's oh well. <laughs> Who cares? Yes. But um, even, yeah, you just bringing up that example, like of me shooting with, with Sawyer. Like, I, I think I did reach out to them first and because I was yeah. traveling to where they were located. Like initially, because you've shot them right. multiple times. Yes. And then they yeah. they loved my work and were and I, like hired me for a job next time around, which was mm-hmm. awesome. And like that's that is such a cool way to to reach out to people, like to make those connections and, and things like that. So yeah, I love that you and it doesn't even have to be up. like an influencer. It could be like for sure a cute couple that's maybe maybe they're not engaged and then guarantee when they go and they get engaged because they know you they like you they trust you they feel comfortable they're probably mm-hmm. gonna book with you like exactly so, yeah just being strategic and creative in those ways is um is gonna like propel your business as well we kind of got yes. off on a tangent on that Sorry, I, know. <laughs> but I was like I was feeling a little fired no, up for that I love topic. it I love it I love it I love everything that you're that you're saying <laughs> um <laughs> so I have like one more question for yeah. you but um I just kind of wanted to ask you or I just wanted to chat a little bit about like money mindset and what exactly that means to you and just like having a healthy relationship with finances because I do think that sometimes when you're when you are earning more like people are you can just get in your head a little bit and like um it I don't know I've heard yeah. it goes to some people's heads and like yeah I just wanted to get your your thoughts on that and and like mm-hmm. Just remind the, our audience that like money isn't everything and it's not the, the key to success. So and I'd love to hear on. your thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, money, it's like a lot of people, we all grow up with a different relationship with money d- depending mm-hmm. upon what we were raised in. Um, and like I said, I was raised by a single mom. She like, like mm-hmm. the, the TikTok song or whatever. It's like a single mom who worked two jobs. Like that was literally <laughs> oh, my mom. Yeah. She was like such mm-hmm. a hard worker. Like I just, so I equated money with like, you have to work really hard. Like you have to like work nonstop because that's what my mom did. And that's right. just not true. So I had to redevelop a relationship with money um, and realize that my income is not dependent upon like solely how hard I work and how much I work Mm. and knowing that God's going to provide for me no matter what. And I've had, and there's times where I have low moments and I have to reach out to my friends and I'm like, you know, I was 
uh, chatting with Nicole Ivanov. She's a photographer that I'm great friends mm-hmm. with in LA about like scarcity and stuff. And I'm like, when you get in that mindset, because we all do, we all get mm-hmm. in a little bit of like scarcity mindset. Oh, for sure. Uh, like, you know, what, how do you get out of it? And we were just talking about like shifting it into like realizing that God is always going to provide for you. He always has. And um, no matter what, like you're always going to get what you need when you need it. And so knowing that having that trust, I think for me and having that faith is important. Um, Mm -hmm. And then knowing that money really all it is is an energy and it's a tool and mm-hmm. if you have a scarcity mindset or if you talk negatively about it or think negatively about it you're gonna automatically repel it so I've had to like over the years develop a great relationship with money and know that like no I'm not loving money but I love what money can provide and how mm-hmm. it can be a tool for everything. It can be a tool to like create generational wealth for my babies. It can be a tool to like help others. It can be a tool for like giving me some peace of mind as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a tool to like serve my clients really well and to feel valued and be able to give them a ton of value. So separating like a lot of emotion from it uh, is huge. I know money is like a lot of people's stress um, Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of people's goals. But like you said, at the end of the day, it is not everything. However, it is a huge tool in like any, like all of us, we have to have money and it sometimes can be the one mm-hmm. thing that stresses someone the heck out. So For sure, um, developing just a good relationship with it, trying to live from an abundance mindset and knowing that, you know, knowing that you will be provided for no matter what and that you don't have to burn yourself to the ground to make it. Um, and energetically just aligning your, your values with money, you know, and mm-hmm. that is, again, it's not something that I perfected. It's something that I, I, it's a constant work in progress. Um, and it's something that I think throughout my life, because my childhood was so drastically different throughout mm-hmm. my life. I constantly have to like listen to a podcast, read a money mindset book, mm-hmm. you know, do a little meditation, say a prayer, mm-hmm. like, go on a little walk, clear my mind. Maybe before getting on a client call, I have to like get myself in some, like listen to some hype up music, like just align yourself with good energy overall. Mm -hmm. No, that's a, that's great advice for sure. And like, um, like you said, I I love that, or I love that you mentioned that like God will provide what you need when you need it. And, um, and it's not to say that like, we don't have to work hard and and it'll just come to us because I do think that um it requires like hard work and yeah um yeah it's not like you can just like sit there (laughs) like and do nothing yeah yeah for sure for sure and especially like if you're doing something that you're passionate about too I think that that really helps as well yeah and I think a lot of times too like in those moments of like taking a bubble bath or like going on a walk or doing something mm-hmm. that's not money income producing, you'd be surprised with what God sends you. Like, oh, whether yes. that's a business idea or mm-hmm. maybe it's a new way to pitch clients or maybe it's a new Instagram video. Like, you'd be surprised at like what does come up in those moments of like just doing things for yourself. Um, but I think overall, there's a couple of books I can give too. like, mm, yes. I mean, obviously everyone's 
I, I don't know. There's, I have like a bunch of books on my Amazon, <laughs> like that I've pinned over the years, but yeah. I think like always reading and expanding your knowledge, even if it's not something that's like a hundred percent, like a hundred percent aligned always, yes. I think mm-hmm. expanding your knowledge. Like I read the secret years ago. And even mm-hmm. though, again, this is like another hot topic, that's like very, sure. it's very, um, controversial about like law of attraction but like reading Mm -hmm. that expanded my mind so much yeah and and just showed me that like having goals and having whether it's a money goal or a life goal or something like that and like trusting God to like just give him your goals and he's gonna give you an answer like it's gonna either be a hard no or it's Mm -hmm. gonna be he's sending opportunities your way so just reading different books I think is huge and doing things for yourself is so important like and and the money will come you know the money will come if you're smart and you're a good steward of it and you're not like spending everything you get so yeah just being like being smart steward of of the money that does come in I think is important as well yes no I totally agree and um and like you said just reading different books getting different perspectives is always really cool kind of like pulling different tips and things from those and yeah and also I I love that you said like I don't know. For me, I feel like a lot of my ideas literally just will come in the shower, like yeah. at the most random time <laughs> ever. But it's cool that like God like lays those things on your heart yeah. and you can, you know, I think run they have like shower ideas. notes now. I <laughs> like know. sticky notes for the shower. <laughs> I haven't gotten them, but I haven't either, but I thought it's about crazy. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it's just or if you're just like having a good conversation, like social life is important too. And mm, that's yes. something I've realized. It's like having a good community and when you're at dinner with your friends or you have all these conversations that inspire new ideas and new endeavors so never underestimate the power of just doing things that feel good um at the end of the day money is literally just energy Mm -hmm. so if you're in a good energy and you're in a good mindset and you're feeling momentum and you're just like on a good vibe. Like, you know, those days where you just wake up and everything goes your way and you're just like feeling good and you wake up and you got a good night's sleep. Then you get a cup of coffee and you get like a little (laughs) pep in your step and then you Mm -hmm. get an inquiry and they want to book you right away. And then you book that inquiry and then you finish your gallery and you send it out and your client's happy. Like there's just those days that are so energetically aligned and like that's a great state to try to aspire to live in. I think, mm-hmm. um, and it and it just shows that you're doing what you're meant to be doing, rather than feeling like you know the other side of the spectrum. So, sure, that's always good to live in that state of just like momentum and joy, and like you know, obviously we all have our days, but yeah. doing what we're aligned with, I think, is important, and the money will come, as as I mentioned. Absolutely, and just being thankful for for your season that you're in. Gratitude. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gratitude is so huge. It's like one of the number one, actually, now that you said that, it's like one mm-hmm. of the number one things I would say is be so grateful for what you have now. Um, yes. And, and more will multiply. Yes, that's so Being true. grateful for one photography session and like feeling the fullness of that and like just soaking in that and like that one person trusted you to capture their family or whatever. And then I, I swear, just gratitude attracts so many more good things into your life and just feeling gratitude for every little thing as much as possible is going to attract everything from money to new clients to joy to new opportunities 
Um, one of the best compliments I've ever got in my life is like meeting someone random at like a coffee shop or whatever on an airplane. And they're like, you have the best energy. Like oh, your energy that. is so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the best compliment you could ever give me. Yeah. So just living in a state of good energy because you're aligned with what you're doing, you're never going to know where that's going to lead you because you might meet someone who, who has that more opportunities for you. You just never know. Yes. You never know who you're going to come across. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even when I'm shooting a I wedding, I'll have random guests come up to me and be like, you love what you do. I'm like, you're so right. <laughs> like yes. everyone's, you never know who's watching. I will say. Yes. No, that's so true. Oh, Jaylee, thank you so much. I love all of your tips and advice and just everything that you had to say today. I was like, you are the perfect person to <laughs> chat about this. Like, oh, I just love it. And um, congratulations to you on just all your success. Like I love following along with you and, and seeing your family grow and all those things. And um, I would love for you to give your plug. So like, how can our listeners find you? Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I love you. I hope we can <laughs> see each other too. next time I'm in Hawaii or I know, next time you're yes. on the mainland. Have to let it, um, have to each other posted. Oh, 100%. So anyone who wants to find me, it's just my name, Jaylee Flood. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, all the things, YouTube, and like anything beyond that is like linked in my Instagram, like a couple of things exciting coming up that I'm launching. But um, yeah, you can just stay in touch on social. Come. I always love to like shoot me a DM. If you've listened to this podcast, I love just like hearing from other photographers and like connecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Thank you, Julia. Yes. So proud of you. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you rated this podcast five stars and left us a review. And hop on over to equippedcreatives.com for more free education and the show notes to all our podcast episodes. And be sure to follow along at Equipped Creatives on Instagram to stay up to date with all the things going on. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast. For more education, go to www.equippedcreatives.com.